And we are set to go, and hockey has arrived in the Sunshine State. The shot, Lock on Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Tanker. And as always, today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Go to rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. So how's everybody doing? Round Robin's finally over. Finally. I have to say it twice because as enjoyable as this was and as beneficial as advice I have said previously on the show, that this was to the Tampa Bay Lightning. It was boring. I mean, all right, let, let's let's clarify so we don't take this out of context at all. Round Robin was boring because at the end of the day, these games really didn't mean anything. And when I mean didn't mean anything, I mean for the Lightning. Was it fun watching other teams play other teams? Absolutely. Uh, most notable game. I think game. if you were going to assign an award for probably one of the most memorable games... I guess top two memorable games uh, in this whole round robin play would probably be. I would have to say the the definitely the ending, the Kadri game winning goal with like a three tenths of a second left, something like that. Um, I don't remember. I think they played the Stars in that game. Um, and then I guess the second one, not really a round robin game, qualifying game, was when Toronto came back from like three a three goal deficit and one. So that was pretty cool. I mean, that, that was a qualifying game. So, But still, out of this whole, I guess, mini quote-unquote tournament, if you want to call it that. Um, but on today's show, we're going to talk about a lot of things. Uh, obviously, we're going to talk about a little bit about the last game between the Lightning and the Flyers to close out the round-robin play. And the Lightning lost that one. But I said on the past episode that I kind of figured that that was going to happen. Um, I, I, you know, we... The Lightning were just playing so well, and it, I think it would have been beneficial towards the team to see them lose a game, so at least they have one underneath their belt. You know, you don't never want to go have a team in any sport when it goes into the even more meaningful games where they don't win, they don't have a loss underneath their belt, and then they ha- they lose game one of the series, and then you know now you're you're not in the swing of things of dealing with adversity and all that so it, I, I was I like that I and, and plus I also figured that the lightning I mean the lightning and the flyers are two they're very much on the same level and when I say that I mean that they they both are just both immensely talented teams I think that you know and I wouldn't have lightning fans take this loss as anything other than it was was that it was just a loss. I mean, they uh, Lightning played very well in this game. They did a great job applying pressure on the puck handler very early in the game. They they were rushing the net. Um, my issue with with my only issue from this game, other than you know the missed call and Headman obviously going down, we'll get into that in just a little bit. Was the Lightning only had three shots on net after seven minutes? Now we've addressed this issue before on past episodes. 
as much as that's kind of an I guess I wouldn't say it an alarming, but if you wanted to rank it one to ten in terms of alarming, first period round robin game, I'm throwing a three at that, and I a three or a two. Regular playoff game, especially like if they were to do that in this upcoming series against the Blue Jackets, I would say maybe that's a seven, just because of especially what happened last year and there's going to be a lot more pressure added on these players regardless if you were with the team or not you're still there's going to be a lot of pressure on these guys we'll get to that just a little bit but I don't I'm not making a big deal about this game just because the Flyers like I said are a good team and if these two teams play a best of seven the Lightning probably win in six maybe even seven um I, I would just have to give the edge to the Lightning just because they're a much more playoff experienced team. Almost everybody on this team, other than maybe the exception of probably Mitchell Stevens. Um, I don't know if Zach Bogosian's played. I know Barkley Goodrow's. He actually scored a big time goal in last year's playoffs. I believe it was a serious clinching OT uh, goal uh, with the Sharks. But I think for the most part, every yeah, except for maybe one or two players, I don't think Blake Coleman has playoff experience. Um, but other than that, everybody on this team does. So, yeah, I just think that this team would win out. So, you know, as, as impressive as the Lightning were, with especially without the presence of Steven Stamkos, I would have to say they, they played very well. Um if I had to give them a grade, I would give them probably a B plus just because I think they're a lot better team than what they played. And that's because of obviously they were missing some key, fa- key players. And as well as in this game, Victor Hedman went down. I want to say, I think he went, he went down pretty early in this game. So that was part of it too. Um, I'm not going to chalk up the entire loss in this game towards Victor Hedman's absence. Um, I just have to say that the I think the Flyers were just the better team in this game, and that's how it's it's going to be in a playoff series. Some nights the Lightning are going to be the better team, obviously, and other nights the other team, maybe the Blue Jackets, are going to be the better team. Obviously, we want to see a sweep in this upcoming series, but I don't think that's going to happen. But we'll talk about a little bit about that more in just a moment. So some of the takeaways from this game, I spoke about some of them early on. Uh, One of the things that stuck out to me that I thought the Lightning did a significantly better job at that you haven't really seen the immediate effects of this up until now was the very good puck management. I thought they did an incredible job. I think it was one of their best games all year in terms of managing the puck, Um, not having a lot of turnovers, not, you know, having clean passes, tape to tape passes, which you need to see, which you love to see and what you need to have. Uh, especially if you want to make a deep playoff run. Uh, and so let's just look at some of the key plays. Uh, the the goal, first goal from the Lightning. Uh, you know, there wasn't really many mistakes made in this game from the Lightning, but one of them was Bolts couldn't clear the zone. They really need to do that. They really, especially in that situation when the Flyers are swarming and the Lightning need a, a, uh, a line change, they definitely need to clear the zone on that. And this wasn't, this goal wasn't that... This wasn't any fault on uh, Vasilevsky, though. You know, we spoke on in length on the last episode about how 
back-to-back games up until this Flyer game, they he was letting in very weak goals, um, goals that were just leaking through, goals that you don't see very often in the NHL, especially being led up by Andre Vasilevsky, three-time Vezina Trophy finalist. So, you know, that was one of the things. But these goals were – the first one was just a deflection through traffic. Um, he made a bunch of tough saves before that. So something was had to give at that point. And then the second goal, Sergachev did a poor job cutting off the passing lane. Uh, Sergachev needs to keep moving in that situation. He kind of just stood up back on the rush. I know it's 2 on one and it's a very tough situation. But at the same time, he needs to do a better job, not just – I didn't – I'm not saying he gave up, but he just kind of stopped moving um, and didn't really – he needs to have. He needs to try and be more disruptive. I don't care if he has to spread out his body and lay it on the ice to throw them off at all. You know, just do something there, or maybe try and stand up the guy. And I know that's a very tough spur in the moment decision to make, but I believe you know he's a very talented player, very good hockey sense to where he's very capable of doing that. So you know, maybe that's one of the things that he he'll look back on. When he watches the film, which you know, believe it or not, hockey players do, and he'll 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 understand. You know, I need to do so. I need to do more on that play, but you know, it's nothing indefensible. You know, I mean, maybe you'll see some of the defensemen on this team and some of the defensemen in the league do almost the same thing, um, other than maybe a Ryan McDonough or a Victor Hedman. So then, the set the first goal by the Lightning, Tyler Johnson. He's been he's been absolutely he's been slowly but surely getting hot this entire time and not a lot of people have realized that because everyone's looking at uh, Nikita Kucherov and Braden Point so going into this Blue Jackets game when you are looking for Kucherov and Point to score every goal every goal and they don't keep in mind who else is going to be out there contributing points and that's definitely going to be Tyler Johnson he's very capable of it we saw him do this couple of years back when they made that deep run to the cup when they just lost um when they, were, when they were so close and they lost to the Chicago Blackhawks but yeah and then the third goal uh Faraby from the Flyers uh, just all alone uh nobody was he was there was nobody around him it's like the lightning just forgot about him he was all by himself with a prime scoring chance in the circle and he just teed off and you know what he he earned it and Lightning need to do a better job of not losing track of other players on the team. And I think that's, you know, that's kind of something that this team kind of should grow out of. That you kind of, if we start this from training camp, the original training camp, I think we would be talking about, I think it would be done talking about that in episode two of this current season. So, but we'll give them a pass on that just because... You know, they're still trying to get in the swing of things, and I understand, which is why I've, as much as I said at the top of the show that these round robber games are boring, and at the end of the day, the reason why is because they're not exactly, you know, meaningful. I'm not going to say they're pointless. And that's, you know, I stayed on countless episodes before this that the Lightning had a great chance here to fine-tune some things and I think they really did I think they they you know now they really know what they need to work on they they pretty much all the issues that I had with them during the season 
granted, this was maybe the first game that I've seen them all like you know all the all everything was cleaned up for the most part. I need to see it carry over into the next game, and that's what kind of why they have. I'm sure they're having a skate around today and possibly tomorrow. So, you know, they're going to work on some of those things before they really get into the nitty-gritty. And that's tomorrow's game against Columbus, which we'll talk about in just a little bit. But one last, some some last topics from this game. Uh, Hedman left the game early with an ankle injury. It was just a freak play where he looked like he just got his skates tied up underneath him and fell backwards and twisted his ankle. And his reaction wasn't exactly comforting, but... I'm, I would be shocked, to be honest, unless it's something absolutely major that he's not playing in tomorrow's game. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. And if he doesn't play, what could that possibly mean going forward in the series? And, you know, how if he, if he does miss some time, how possibly is that going to affect the team and how long might he be out? But we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Like I said just a few seconds ago, I think he's going to be fine. I think that he's probably going to sit out today. He probably sat out today and yesterday's skate or practice. um, And is probably going to skate just a little bit maybe before tomorrow's game to see how he feels. And, you know, if maybe they need to tape it or whatever the case may be. And one last tidbit uh, before we move on to kind of previewing the Blue Jackets series. I am... And this is something I need to get off my chest. And, you know, you, some of our listeners that are already, you know, I've been around for a while, already know that I like to rant from time to time on this show about certain things, whether it's about the team or about something with the league or, you know, some of you who have been listening th- with the show through this whole COVID pandemic are already familiar with me ranting about, you know, the plans that the league was going through and everything. And, how we were waiting pretty a, a pretty long time um, where they really should have gotten things one done one two three is the thing that's been really been bothering me and I know it's kind of a playoff thing but it's still it's the kind of thing that could potentially change the course of games and series is the the crappy refereeing that's been going on and I know that's like a common staple in the Stanley Cup playoffs, and that's because the officials don't want to interfere too much with the game, and I understand that. But at the same time, you know, you don't have to always let them play, and there's 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 a difference between letting them play and blatantly lo- uh, missing calls, stuff that's happening right in front of you, feet in front of you. For example, we spoke about in the Capitals game about the stuff that went, I think Hedman got caught for, Hedman got slashed um, right in front of the referee and nothing happened. One of our player, one of the Lightning players got uh, bulldozed over at center ice in the neutral zone by Hathaway from the Capitals uh, where he wasn't even near the puck. Easy charging, poss- you know, even an easy interference, possibly charging. No call there. Um, I'm pretty sure. I haven't looked at the numbers, but I'm pretty sure if you look at all the... If you count from each game, the Lightning probably have the fewest number of power plays out of any team. I would bet... I would probably bet money on it at this point, just because I'm that confident. 
But the thing that really bothered me, and it's kind of it's, at this point, it's just ridiculous, and it's just is the no call on Paquette getting hit in the face at center center ice, or he was at the blue line, I believe, right at you know in the attacking zone, and I don't know who it was, but someone hit him. I don't. I guess they were just fighting for position or whatever the case may be, or maybe they were fighting for the puck, and the, the I know the puck was already gone away from them, so. It was clearly, it could have been interference. He got hit in the face by a puck, I mean a, a stick, someone on the other team, on the Flyers. No call, and I don't know how obvious it could have been. He dropped down to his his knees, and he was holding his face for a little bit, and then he finally skated back to the bench. I don't know if, I mean, I didn't see the replay. They didn't show replay on NBC. Um, that's where I watched the game. I don't know where any of you watched it, but... I watched it on NBC, and it was just, it was ridiculous. I mean, and unless, unless, and I am i can't believe I'm doing this, I'm going to give the, the referees the benefit of the doubt that they thought maybe he was trying to embellish. That's the only reason. But it looked like in live, at, in, right there live, that he got blatantly hit in the face. But I guess they made up for it by the Mitchell Stevens getting hit in the neck call for high sticking. But at the same time, come on, like, what if... He really did get hit in the face, and then, you know, it, it was a major injury, and he possibly misses significant time, like, and, or he doesn't get back on defense, or whatever the case may be, and the Flyers score a goal. Like, I don't understand, like, there's really, I, I think the league really needs to, probably not now is the right time, but the league really needs to re-examine the way officiating is during the playoffs. And I'm not the only one who feels this way. I don't know if, you know, I'm not saying let's call every single call because that the game would take five hours. Um, just all the all the whistle stoppages and all that. So, I don't know, I, maybe a little something for the uh, for for the league to think about. I don't know what do you guys think. If you want, go ahead and reach out to the show. Email, send us an email how you feel about it possibly at lockedonlightning at gmail.com or send us a you know tweet to us at lo underscore lightning on twitter or you could tweet me about it at ap danker d-e-n-k-e-r on twitter as well uh you know we're very responsive in that regard uh and we love the involvement that all of you have been giving us throughout the year and continue to do and just remember, as always, this this show is available wherever podcasts are available, and you could give us a follow, like, subscribe, so you stay up to date on everything and all the new episodes that drop on a daily basis. And before we get into the whole Columbus Blue Jackets series, I want to talk to you guys about rockauto.com. And if you haven't heard of these guys yet, they're absolutely incredible. They're all over the place. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto park customers for the last 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps to motor oil and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. RockAuto.com's catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low and the same for 
the professionals and the do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? I mean, I've, I've said this in full length on every episode, every time we talk about rockauto.com. Why be twice as aggravated and pay twice as much by going to some brand name store, one of those, you know, those other ridiculous places, and half the time they don't even have the part you're looking for or need. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So like I stated earlier, the Lightning will be facing off against the Columbus Blue Jackets in the next round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And I stated initially when this whole bracket was dropped how amazing it would have been to face off against the Blue Jackets and kind of get some revenge. And then as you know, I kind of was looking through the lineups and seeing some exhibition games and then some of the qualifying and the round robin games and started to kind of ground myself. I realized let's not let's not ask for this because if we ask for this 10 times out of 10, we're going to get our asses kicked and then I'm going to look like a schmuck. But so I decided I wanted the Lightning to play the Toronto Maple Leafs because I felt like that was the best, I guess, matchup for the Lightning on paper. I thought that the Lightning, it would be a good series, but I think the Lightning would ultimately come out on top. Um, and fate decided that they wanted to see a rematch. So the hockey gods uh, had the Columbus Blue Jackets play very well. I mean, I wasn't shocked. I don't think everybody was shocked how well this Columbus Blue Jackets team played. I think they've been playing with kind of a chip on their shoulder all year just because they don't want to, they, you know, they basically have been playing for, well, you know, last year wasn't a fluke. Watch us go to the playoffs again and make an even deeper run. Well, they're going to have to get through the Lightning again. And the Lightning have been playing with a chip on their shoulder as well just because they they got embarrassed last year. There's no easier, there's no better way to say it. It wasn't all in the Lightning. I mean, there was crappy officiating in that series as well too. And, you know, there was there was just certain moments where the even though the Blue Jackets played well, it wasn't like they were setting the world on fire. They weren't playing like this spectacular, div- divine uh, brand of hockey that we've never seen before. I mean, they were just going out there and playing the game. And unfortunately, they went out there and scored more goals than us in four straight games. And that's just the plain and simple truth. So what do I expect out of this series and I'll have a full preview tomorrow but what do I expect about this series I expect both teams to come out and kind of just I I think it's going to be a very evenly matched I think series I think both teams are going to come out and play very very neat type of hockey I think they're going to come out and then maybe in game 4 or 5 if it does go that long who knows what will happen if it goes you know, if I think that they will kind of open it up a little bit more, we'll be maybe be seeing either teams or both teams uh, maybe taking a little bit more chances. Uh, but I think that the Lightning have the edge, and that's just because if you look at who they're gonna have, they're gonna have a full roster for probably this first time since November. Um, they're going to have John Rudo back. They're going to have Stamkos back. Hedman, 
right now I'm expecting him to be back. I know he his little reaction that he had after he was taken out of the game. I think that was more so because he was playing well. I mean, Victor Hedman always plays well, but he was starting to get back in the groove of things. And what a worse time to po- you know possibly have you know to have an injury is the last game of the round robin before the real games really start. Um, so that was you know and plus just the way he fell you know that's just a weird injury. But like I said, I expect him to 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 be fully healthy and ready to go. And one of the things that I expect out of the series, I think it's going to be low scoring. Expect the Lightning, and this is just the way it's kind of been all season as well. Expect them to, to kind of lean on Vasilevsky to kind of carry this team. And I know that's something you never want to do, especially out of the high, one of the highest scoring teams for the past couple of years in the National Hockey League. You don't want to see them do that. You want to see them score four or five goals, maybe, well, three or four is probably more realistic. But yeah, um, I just think Victor Hedman was more so just, I think he was more so just frustrated. Because he's looking around, and this ties in with the whole Vasilevsky thing, of course. You know how I cut myself off a little bit. But he looks around, and it's practice, and it's the games. This team's finally coming together. And then they have their captain coming in the next series. And even the new guys are starting to come on. Zach Bogosian, who I was very skeptical about being on the first line, has been playing incredible. Um, Blake Coleman, even though he hasn't really tallied any points, he's been doing a lot of great things off the puck, um, you know, away from the puck, doing a lot of good things, disrupting passing lanes, being very physical with the other team um, when they tried to play rough and tumble hockey with us. Uh, Barkley Goodrow, who's, ap- you know, who, who's been playing very well, and he's just getting better and better. And then the, you know, Braden, the resurgence of Braden Point playing incredible as well. I mean, he's been a scoring machine since he came back. And then my guy finally who I believe you know and I'm not going to mention really Nikita Kucherov because you know he's been this is expected out of him you know I think last year was kind of a fluke in terms of his his production and then him just kind of losing his shit getting um, getting suspended for a game but um, Mitchell Stevens just I think that going forward he's going to be one of the most important players on this team just because solely based on his ability to win in his in his own zone and in the faceoff circle, um, I how many times have we seen on big time faceoffs in crucial moments during the game, even on the PK where he's come out won a faceoff and we've dumped it all the way down the ice, and I can't overstate how important that's going to be going in, especially late in the final seconds of a game when the Lightning are up, the opposing goalie is is pulled and the opposing team is swarming. We saw it in the Bruins game. We saw it in the Capitals game as well. I, He's been playing incredible and he's been doing everything that this team has ex- has asked of him and more. Scoring. Uh, you know, moving around creating chances for his teammates. All the right things. Playing physical. That's going to be the real important thing. I mean, we're going to see all these other guys doing all these other things that we're accustomed to them doing. But I think if we're looking at this Blue Jackets series realistically, yeah, Nikita Kucherov is going to come out and score a couple of goals here and there. Victor Hedman, if he plays, he's going to tally a couple of points as well as Braden Point. 
Um, and then the Sorelli line is going to play like they normally do as well. But Mitchell Stevens is, I think, is going to be the X factor in this series. And I, and maybe that's just because I bought a lot of Mitchell Stevens stock real early on in the season. But I think, and I've stated on past episodes, and I'll say it again, I think that he's really the role player that the Lightning have been missing um, this year as well as last year. So I just want to end the show by kind of saying that I can't wait till tonight at six o'clock go ahead and check that out um some of you maybe watch the results of the nhl draft lottery part two where they're going to determine who's going to get the first overall seed i'm i'm already preaching to the masses here it's the if you make the playoffs you shouldn't have the number one overall seed i don't care i don't care what the circumstances might be if they wanted to do kind of a I guess a 10 through 15 kind of thing that I, I would have been okay with that. That's fine. We could do kind of like a, a lottery for that, but who is, you know, I don't care. Like the only team that I might be comfortable with winning the number one overall pick tonight, probably Nashville. I think that I maybe Edmonton. I, I don't know. It has to be a West Western conference team because and I don't curse much on this show. I try to p- keep it clean, family-friendly, so you can play it in front of your family and stuff. But if anyone other than Nashville or, or yeah, I guess, you know what, anyone other than Nashville or Florida wins the draft lottery tonight, it's bullshit. I'm calling bullshit on this because you most likely, and because we all knew from the moment we all found out that a eliminated team from the playoffs could have a chance at getting an early on draft pick. We all knew that it was they were going to get the number one overall pick. So I, in my head, I kind of saw, and I'm not trying to say I predicted this, but I kind of saw that you know when, especially the Penguins were faced off against Montreal. I looked at it this way, and I'm and I'm pulling out the Penguins because their core group of guys who have won three cups there two back to back um those guys are still young enough to where they could win another cup if they maybe add another piece or two especially a Lafreniere but i i think that just ex- all i'm going to say to end the show because I'm going to save my rant for about it when the Penguins probably... I'm saying right now I think the Penguins are going to win the number one overall pick. But I I just... You know, if they get a Lafreniere and then you have Malkin and Crosby, it's... I, I'm going to save this for tomorrow. But I'm going to say just expect social media to go... Hockey social media, especially Twitter, to go absolutely nuts. So that's been it for today's episode of Lockdown Lightning, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Tanker. I'll talk to you in the next one.